Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, we're doing this on a Wednesday morning from the studio. Again, nice to be back a second week. Um, we'll see if the podcast doesn't get delayed posting by like five days like last time. So um, we thought it was done, it was recorded, and you know, when it went through all the final steps, it, it didn't really go. So you can still listen to last week's, it's still, you know, had a lot of good content on it. But this week, hopefully it'll be a little more timely when we can get this out to you. Yeah, no, definitely a, a little bit of a bummer in that sense. I, I posted it and left for the weekend and came back and I'm like, oh, there's nothing on our podcast. Cool. Awesome. So sorry to everybody that was anticipating. I'm sure there was a lot of you that were like, man, what happened to them this week? And uh, I'm sorry, we, we it wasn't our fault. Well, I'll just say that, you know. We'll just blame technology and Enroll along. Always blame technology. That's always the best thing to do. Because we had, you know, we had a lot of state tournaments we talked about in that one, some section tournaments, and there's going to be a lot more to talk about today. We're really in the thick of things at this point. Uh, Brian's going to be at Boys Swimming State and uh, Wrestling State this weekend. We're going to talk a bit about those at the top of the podcast. We also have Boys Hockey Section Finals and uh, Girls Basketball kicking off section play this week, too. Plus, Boys Basketball wrapping up their regular season. Um, and a lot of college news and notes, too, with teams qualifying for um, national tournaments. So we're going to try to get to all of that the best we can today, most time-efficient manner. Um, I think we're going to start with wrestling, because I know that's where you're going to be uh, Friday morning at the at the XL Energy Center back there. Um, I know that will be pretty cool in that atmosphere with, you know, that was definitely an event that I'm sure felt a lot different last year when you are at where St. Michael Albertville High School, if I remember correctly um, I'm sure this is going to kind of feel like a nice return being back in that environment yeah it's a little harder to take pictures <laughs> see Michael Elbertville. Um so definitely going to be a little bit nicer being at the XL Energy Center this, this year um, we have 13 local wrestlers that are going to be making it to the individual state tournament um, some that are in class AA some that are in class AAA but overall you know a handful of them that will be making it yeah, I would say probably half of them are going to have some tough matchups at the beginning in, in the opening round. Um, they are going to either face the number one seed or the number two seed for their weight class. But, I mean, it, it, it's just an honor just to be able to get there. And, um, I mean, obviously with wrestling, there's a little bit of a weird process of how they do things. And so, you know, you never know until you actually lose two matches. If you lose two matches, you're done, obviously. But... If you lose, you can still go through that consolation bracket and try and get into that, you know, true second um, and be able to, you know, compete for, you know, maybe a second place or a third place or a fourth place title. Um, but it'll be it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to see kind of where people lie, um, you know, here over the next couple of days. And I know both Friday and Saturday last week, you got to see a lot of these wrestlers compete at sections for, like you said, Class Two A and Class Three A. Um, just give the listeners kind of an idea of who are some of the top names, either ones that impressed you the most or kind of where they sit in the bracket you think of the best chance to maybe, you know, make a run here at State. Yeah, um, when it comes to just, we'll start with Section 8 AAA because that was what I was at with Dave on Friday night and that kind of kicked off the wrestling weekend. The people that qualified, um, you had Spencer Johnson from Sartell, um, you had Jackson Kenning from St. Cloud, Dylan Enriquez from Sartell, Ashton Lipinski from Sartell, Cody Brott from St. Cloud, Sutton Kenning from St. Cloud, and Tucker Hoog from St. Cloud. So 
um, a handful of Sartell and St. Cloud guys. Out of that bunch, the one name that's kind of, you know, looking like could be a good favorite is Jackson Kenning from St. Cloud. He's a sophomore. Um, he's the number three seed for his weight class, which is 138. And, I mean, he's 20 or 42 and 1, I think it is, 40, 42 and 2, something like that. I mean, just unreal record. Um, he's been wrestling really good. Um, he's kind of a defensive guy. He likes to kind of wait for people to make mistakes and then to kind of take advantage of those mistakes. And you could easily see it through his wrestling, um, just how he wrestles and such. But another name that's kind of in there that has been in there for a while is Spencer Johnson from Sartell. Um, he's over at 126, and he's, I mean, he got second place and at sections to, to qualify. And I know he's kind of in that area where, you know, he's going to be a favorite in the opening round. He's going to have to wrestle pretty well against um, the next opponent in the second round if, if he wants to make it into the semifinals of the championship. But he's also a guy that's been there a few times. He knows what it's like to be up at the XL Energy Center and wrestle in that type of environment. So, I mean, when you have that much experience, I mean, for Spencer, he's been there three years. For Jackson, he's been four. I mean, that's just insane to think that you're a sophomore and this is your fourth time going to state. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of where, where we're at with those guys. But... Um, yeah, definitely going to be fun to see those guys kind of, you know, suit up and be able to, um, to wrestle on, on, you know, Friday and Saturday. And then for Section 6 AA and Section 8 AA, um, for Section 6 AA, I was over there in Monticello. The people that qualified, you had Austin Moshko from Ricori. Um, he'll be there for, I mean, he's been there a handful of times, so he's kind of got that experience similar to Spencer and Jackson. Um, he's also a favorite heading into the opening round. So, um, and then he'll have to, I think he has to wrestle either the one seed or the two seed if he wins. And so, um, but he's also a guy that, you know, he's defied all the odds. And I mean, he's definitely a guy that could possibly beat one of those one or two seeds if he really wrestles well. Um, also Cole Ackerman from Sock Rapids Rice, he plays second. He'll be kind of, um, he'll be up against the number one seed right away. So, um, will have to wrestle pretty well to get through that match. And then Grady Minerath from Ricori, he got first place. Um, and he's also one of kind of the favorites heading into it. And then Section 8 AA, you have um, Devin Hansen. He plays second. You also have Hunter Tate and Jacob Adrian from Albany. Those guys, um, Jacob Adrian is probably one of the favorites out of the Albany group that will you know be looking pretty pretty strong for them um, I think he's he, he's I think probably kind of middle uh, of of the seeds um, but he's one of the favorites in the opening round and he'll have to probably wrestle like the four four five seed um, in the next round if he wants to you know make it into the semifinals but that's something that he could I could definitely seeing how he wrestles um, he's kind of a little bit more of a faster wrestler especially for heavyweight so it could be a lot of fun kind of seeing him go up against some of these bigger guys. Yeah, so from those five schools, like you mentioned, 13 um, different individuals, and in each you know weight class, too, just keep in mind there's 16 um, individuals total competing in those weight classes. So like Brian said, you win the first round, you know, you put one or two together, you're already in the semifinals, um, and you kind of go from there. And just so that people know kind of um, how does it work with how many are, you know, how many matches are they going to have that first day? When do they have the semifinals, finals? Um, what does that schedule kind of look like? Yeah, you're going to have on, there's four different sessions over the course of two days. So you have two sessions each day. At 9 a.m. Um, on Friday is the opening round. So basically 
all of the opening round matches will happen for, well, excuse my, uh, my, my break in my voice there. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the, the session one um, will have class A, class double A, class triple A for all the opening rounds. Then they'll kind of take a break. They'll come back in the evening, and I think it's the quarterfinals um, for consolations as well as um, quarterfinals for um, the championship bracket. And then on Saturday morning, they would do the semifinals as well as, um, like, get all the consolations so that on Saturday night you basically have the third place, fifth place, and championship matches going on, like, all on one mat. And you're going to basically do it where, you know, the 106 weight classes are all going to be wrestling together. Um, and, you know, if, and if one gets done early, then they wait until all of the matches are done for that particular weight class, and then they'll start the next round. Um, you probably won't get that when it comes to, like, Friday and Saturday mornings, um, just because they're trying to fly through everybody. And also, you're also going to have girls wrestling, um, which is kind of a, a new um, a new sport um, for the Minnesota State High School League, but they're going to be having their semifinals and such on Saturday morning as well. So um, it, it adds another, you know, context to it. So um, you're just basically going to be like, you know, you win, great, put the hand up, now get off the mat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next yeah. person in line. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how things roll. But, um, but yeah, I, I think we have a handful of guys that are going to be, you know, favorites heading into it. And um, I think the one guy that, you know, is kind of on the mind is Jackson Kenning. Uh, I mean, he's been there four years. You know what it's like. And he's a number three seed, so he's definitely supposed to make it to the semifinal. Um, if he wrestles really well, I think he has a shot of possibly getting into that championship match. And it'd be a lot of fun to see someone. I know, you know, Isaiah Green, he was over there when I was, when I just first started here and he was able to win. And um, that was kind of fun to see. And um, so, yeah, be fun to see kind of how things go the, over the course of the weekend. Definitely. And I know while that's going to be going on Friday and Saturday, you're also going to have boys swimming state. You're going to be covering um, down in the Twin Cities as well. For that, um, we also have, you know, four teams with a lot of individuals, uh, a lot of people that um, are making, you know, multi-time appearances. It's, it's somewhat similar to wrestling um, in that vein, just four teams versus five teams. Um, you know, tell me as well for, for swimming, you know, who are some of the, the top qualifiers from all these section tournaments over the weekend? Um, what are some of the big names to watch for in that sport as well? Yeah, there's, there's a handful of uh, new changes in this area. Um, Apollo's staying at Class A, but um, Sock Rapids Rice dropped down to Class A, so they have a little bit more qualifiers um, for the state, state meet this weekend. Um, and then on the flip side, Sartell kind of dropped or went up to Class AA with the Tech Cathedral Recori Co-op. And so you have two teams that are going to be competing at noon on Friday and Saturday in Class A, and then you have two teams that are going to be competing in Class AA at night at 6 p.m. on both days. So the big names for Class A, um, Jack Christofferson from Sock Rapids Rice, he qualified um, in the 50-yard freestyle, and he has the fifth fastest time for that particular one. So that could be something you know to keep your eye on. Um, you also have Noah Bludgeant from um, Sock Rapids Rice and Cash Walls. They both are ranked eighth in both the 100 freestyle and the 500 freestyle. Um, could be kind of fun to see how they do. And then you have a lot of um, 
freestyle relays. Um, a lot of relay teams for both Albany, or not Albany, sorry, <laughs> Apollo and uh, Sock Rapids Bryce. And so, I mean, all of them are kind of ranked in that top 10, top 5 area. Um, could he, could possibly make it to that final heat if, you know, they, they swim really well on that prelim day. Um, so could be interesting to kind of see how things unfold there. For Class AA, um, the big name um, would be, you know, George Larson. He, he qualified for a couple of them for, um, for Sartell, and so he's currently ranked ninth in the 50-yard freestyle. He's also ranked fifth in the 100 freestyle, so he's kind of doing the faster events. And then you have Micah Davis from um, the, I, I just say TCR, that's the co-op. Um, and so he's ranked sixth in the 100 butterfly as well as 11th in the 200-yard IM individual medley. You also have a few divers that are kind of making a, a scene, which um, they're looking really strong. You have David Binsfield from Sartell, who has been to the state tournament a couple times now and um, has made the podium both times. So um, I'm sure he's trying to kind of push himself up into that top four, if it, you know, because he's been in the top eight for the last couple of years. Um, and then you also have Braden Lemke and Cody Watts from the TCR co-op. And those two, I mean, Braden Lemke, he finished first in sections and had a really good diving performance. So I, I would expect him to be kind of rolling and having that confidence heading into this next, you know, round or whatever um, for state. And then lastly, just a couple of different um, relay teams as well for Sartell and TCR. Both of them, I, I think, are kind of ranked in that top 15, top 10. So, I mean, if they have a nice nice run, they could possibly get into that final heat. Basically what they do is they take the top 16 team, uh, swimmers, divers, whatever it may be, relay teams, and they cut it in half. And so you have the final heat, which is the championship heat, which is one through eight, and then you have the consolation uh, heat, which is nine through 16. Um, and so if you make it into that heat, that f championship heat, you're guaranteed a medal, regardless of how you swim and regardless of if, like, the number nine guy beats the number eight guy, you're still you still get a, a medal because you're in that championship heat. Um, but it's just making it into that championship heat is the most important part. So I will probably be there for the Class AA on Friday night to watch them compete, and then we'll just kind of see how things go. But I'm probably anticipating that I'll be at the Class A finals on on uh, Saturday, depending on you know how results go on Friday. Definitely. So, yeah, so there's – there's a lot to, to keep track of there as well, a lot to keep up on, but Brian will be the one to, to kind of fill you in, so just keep checking back um, throughout the week at sctimes.com, and he'll have recaps of where all of those individuals for, for wrestling and swimming end up, um, who makes finals, when they're going to be competing, all of that um, kind of good stuff. So I know that's going to take up a lot of your weekend. Um, one other thing we're keeping track of tonight is boys' section hockey. Our one team left um, is Cathedral, and they – made the section final. They went on the road, beat number two Cambridge Isanti. Um, and then they kind of got some help in the other side of the bracket too with Little Falls, a team that Cathedral has lost to by a couple goals twice this year. Um, looked like a pretty imposing team they were going to have to face in the section, fi section final. Actually got upset by number four seed Monticello. So now it's going to be number four Monticello versus number three Cathedral tonight in Elk River they're going to be playing. Um, that will be for the section final. Um and I believe Cathedral beat them by a goal when they played earlier this year, correct? 
Yeah, it's been kind of funny because the last or the, the the two games they've played in the section tournament, they beat Mora Malacca four to three, and then they beat Cambridge Isanti four to one. So basically, as long as they score four goals, I think they're in the clear to they win. They should be set, yeah. Yeah, and they beat Monticello four to three in the regular season. So I think it's fate. I mean, honestly, um, but yes, I, I think it'll be a, a good matchup. They only played once this year, so they played at Monticello. They won um, Cathedral one four to three, and. Uh, the main part for me, at least, is it looks like Colin Hess and Nolan Widman are starting to kind of get on a little bit of a hot streak, which is what you need because they're kind of your captains, they're the, your leaders, and, you know, this is the time to shine kind of when it comes to that moment. And so it's nice to see, you know, I, I know Colin, I think, had a couple of goals in that Mora Malacca game. Um, Nolan Widman's had a couple of goals over the course of those two games as well. Um, and the other part is, is Nick Hansen needs to be phenomenal at goal, I mean, at goalie. I mean, I mean, he he's been looking really good over the last couple of weeks. I mean, in the sense of, I mean, he he's given up a couple goals here and there, but honestly, he's been looking pretty sharp. And that win against Cambridge Isanti, only allowing one goal um, in the game against the number two seed, is kind of a little bit of a confidence boost. So I think that's going to be important. Is that you know you need to have Nick Hansen on that defensive side. Then you need to have Colin Nolan just rolling around and skating around to find those open open shots and being able to connect. So we'll see if they can get the job done after, you know, kind of a disappointing end to their last season after a couple state runs. We'll see if they can kind of make it back to the Excel Energy Center where I know they've, you know, kind of made that a, a priority every year in, in kind of the last decade or so in these recent years. So we'll see if they can get the job done. You can check back tomorrow, on, you know, tonight or tomorrow morning. I'm sure we'll have something up on kind of how they finish up that game, but um, I think that's going to about do it for the first half of the podcast today. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. When we get back on the other side, we're going to talk girls and boys basketball um, with how section seedings have come out for girls and also what that is kind of looking like for boys as we enter these last two or three days of the regular season. Um, and then I'll, I'll kind of give you a brief on all of the major college news going on in the area too. But we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Like we mentioned, we're going to get to a bit of basketball to start off here before we touch on some college news. Brian, we had the section girls basketball seeds get released um, over the weekend. Kind of they trickled in throughout. Um, and already we've had one team um, get eliminated. St. Cloud, they were in a play-in game last night. They lost to Bemidji, so we have one team done. Um, but we have five more still playing throughout the week. You want to just run through... Um, a couple of these to start, we can kind of tag team it as well. Sure. I think it's right to start with uh, Section 6 AA. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um, Albany coming off of their state championship from last year. Um, they will be the number one seed once again for that Section 6 AA. They finished the, se- the regular season 20-5, and five, and they will be taking on the winner of number 8 Malacca, which is 15-11, and 11, or number 9 Pine City at 18 and 8. They didn't play last night, did they? I don't think so. I think they played Thursday. Yep. Yeah. The play-in games on Thursday. So um, we'll figure out kind of who's who's going to be playing the Huskies on on Saturday. But that 
game on Saturday will be at 1 p.m. at St. John's University. The quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals are all at St. John's University. So kind of a fun environment for for you know some high school teams. I know they kind of get excited when it comes to those neutral neutral sites. Yeah, I remember I think it was it was two years ago when they played their semifinal game against Royalton at St. John's too, and the entire arena was like just insanely packed. It's, That's it's, fun. It's really cool yeah. that they get there. And I, and I think I'm going to plan to be at that game on Saturday gotcha. for that, that quarterfinal game. Um, I just got to see them play Cathedral a couple weeks ago. They, they took care of business. We'll see if that continues rolling because they're going to be, you know, a pretty – a pretty big favorite in this section, despite the fact that, yes, they did lose to Sox Center very early on in the year, but, you know, since that and since playing a couple of those, you know, huge 3A, 4A schools um, earlier in the year, I mean, they've just been, they've been unbeatable, basically. So um, Albany, uh, I would expect probably that Albany Sox Center final for, you know, at least a third straight year. They've played so many times in the postseason. I think we we might be primed to, to see that again. Yeah, and the other team that's in that section, local at least, is Cathedral. They got the 12 seed at 9 nine and 17 after the season. They'll be hitting the road and playing number 5, Kimball, who's 18 and 7 this season. That starts at 7 p.m. Thursday um, for first round of play. Um, if the Crusaders do pull off the upset, they would be playing the number or the winner of number 4, Osakis, and number 13, Rush City, on Saturday. Um, the quarterfinals will be on Saturday. The semifinals are on Wednesday next week on March 9th, and the finals will be taking place on Friday, March 11th. And then the week after that would be um, when the state tournament would be happening, starting, I believe, on that Wednesday, which is like the 16th or 15th or something like that. So, And, you know, with kind of where Cathedral Falls in that bracket, too, if they can pull off an upset or two, they could match up with Albany potentially again down the road. The soonest would be um, the semifinals. They would maybe be able to play if they both can put two wins together. But one thing I was going to mention on Albany, too, is, um, you know, they had about, you know, 15, 16-game winning streak going that did end um, at home when they lost to Piers last Friday. So I'm sure that is also going to be very fresh, probably even extra motivation as they kind of go into the section play. Absolutely. And heading into Section 8 AAA, um, we have two teams in our local area that are going to be playing and actually facing off against each other to start off the the tournament you'll be over there on thursday night at 8 p.m but recory they finished the season 9 and 16 they got the number four seed and they will be hosting number five seed sock rapids of rice which finished nine nine and 17 um, that will be taking place at 8 p.m just due to the fact that there was a boys basketball game happening that day um, so the boys will be playing i believe at like 5 or 5 15 and then the girls will play right after that um, at recory high school but the winner they will play the um, they will play number one Wilmer Wilmer gets Wilmer and Alexandria they're the top two seeds um, they get a buy because it's just kind of weird they only have six teams in this section so it's kind of like basically you're in the quarterfinals already but if you're a one or two seed you only have to win twice to get to the state tournament so um, but I know the Ricori and Sock Rapids game it's the first time in a while that the Spartans have been able to host a game. Um, maybe just kind of talk a little bit about that matchup and just kind of what you're expecting to see on that Thursday night. Yeah, it, sh- it should be a good game. They've played twice this season, and one time Sock Rapids won by one point at home, and then the other time Recory won by 10 at Recory. So they both won at home this year, um, and it, it really is a big thing for the Recory girls program because they haven't hosted a playoff game since 2005. I've been trying to find 
the date after you get back about 10, 15 years, it's, it's pretty hard to find online any of these, um, you know, section results or regular season results. But their coach, Val Fraley, just texted me a little bit ago that, um, yeah, 2005 was the last time they hosted a playoff game and won a playoff game in, in any capacity since. So it's been, you know, what are we at now, about a 17-year drought for that. So I know they're, they're really excited about this opportunity. Recorian Sock Rapids, they were really close in the rankings um, throughout the year too. So it was going to be kind of a toss up who was going to get the home game, which seems like it, you know, proved important during the regular season. And we'll see how it goes this time around. One name for Sock Rapids, especially to look out for too, is Courtney Paulson, who the first time they played, um, she had 30 points and made four or five three pointers. And then the second time they played, um, she had 24 points and made three three pointers. So um, she's had two really good games against the Spartans and will probably be an X factor as well in this game, but it should be a really good first round game on Thursday. Absolutely, for sure. And um, kind of always nice to have those early matchups that, you know, you can you can get both teams at once. So, um, and then heading into the final section, um, section 8-4A, obviously we just talked about St. Cloud. They were eliminated last night in the play-in game. So their season has come to an end, but Sartell is a part of that section as well, just bumping up um, this year for from 3A to 4A, Sartell finished the season 15 and 11. Um, kind of had a, a, I would say, a down um, second half of the season. Um, they got the, they got, they got on a really good hot streak at the beginning. I think they were 12 and two after their win against Ricori at the end of January, and then they kind of hit a losing streak and um, they they lost a handful of games. Um, eventually, ended up five, 15 and 11 to end the season, but. They did win against St. Cloud to end the season on February 25th. Um, at, b- before that, they were on a five-game losing streak, um, and so um, also playing on the road for all five. Well, four out of those five games. So, um, but they will be playing. They earn the five seed, and they will be heading out to Elk River on Thursday night. Um, Elk River is 16 and nine. They have not played Sartell this season. Um, and they will be playing at 7 p.m. on Thursday for a quarterfinals matchup. If the Sabres do win, they would take on the winner of number one, St. Michael Albertville, or number eight, Mamiji, um, on Saturday at 6 p.m. with the semifinals on Saturday, and then the finals will be on a neutral site on Thursday, March 10th. But Rogers, who they faced off against earlier on um, this season and lost, they... They will be the number two seed, St. Michael, Albertville, um, a team that they played early in the season. Um, they are the number one seed, and obviously Sartell lost to them as well. So um, they will definitely have to try and kind of learn from what they what they were the losses and kind of be able to you know change that up, and hopefully they can get an upset here and then maybe make a little bit of a run over in this tournament. Yeah, like you said, I mean, they have played almost every team in this section this year after jumping up to 4A for the first time, so they're a bit familiar with them. I think that'll help um, for this postseason stretch, and yeah, see see if they can start it off with an upset, and also just on St. Cloud that we mentioned, the fact that, um, you know, they did lose in this play-in game, but they finished with 12 wins this year, and, you know, that's more than Apollo and Tech combined. You know, I think they combined for like three wins last year and five or six the year before as separate programs, so clearly coming together was the right move for them to be more competitive, win a lot of games, um, and just see a, see a better quality of basketball. So I think that was of, of the co-ops that we've seen, um, especially this was one of the few that 
we've seen that are just completely brand new, not just rebranded as the Crush, just a true first-time thing in the area. Um, I think it, it turned out really well for them this year. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, they had some really good talent that uh, some of them will be graduating, some of them will be returning back. So hopefully that they can continue to learn from this and, and grow as a program because it definitely worked this last time. But um, but I think that kind of wraps up girls basketball and the section tournaments. Um, obviously those will be happening over the course of this weekend and this week. Um, we'll be putting out some section notebooks, so check out sctimes.com for more information on that. The, there's already a story up about all the different seeds and where teams are playing and such um, over the course of this week already, so you can check out that. Um, there's also plenty of content for this upcoming week with state wrestling and state swimming. I got a couple of feature stories coming as well as some previews coming out, um, coming up here soon. And Zach is also working on some stories for college and stuff, um, updating some of the readers on, you know, where teams are sitting for the postseason, which we'll get to later on in this podcast. Um, but I think the last high school thing that we kind of wanted to talk about was boys basketball. Um, they will be having... They're kind of wrapping up the regular season right now, and they'll be playing, or they'll they'll have their seeds come out um, on Saturday, March fifth, and so it's kind of crunch time right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities of where teams can possibly land. Um, there's certain sections that are you know literally maybe two or three ranking points away from either getting second or fifth. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting situation right now, and. I think maybe we start with maybe the, the lower sections and kind of work our way up, kind of like what we did with girls basketball. So let's start with section 6AA. Um, in that section, you have Albany and Cathedral that are um, in that particular section for local schools. Albany kind of being more of the higher seed, um, more than likely going to be getting probably a um, similar to like the Huskies girls, probably getting a little bit of a buy, um, being able to kind of get into that quarterfinals game or that semifinals game um, just talk about kind of what you've seen so far in that QRF system and kind of where the Crusaders and the Huskies could land yeah they've you know they've won six in a row um, they're up to 21 and four overall and you know Friday that game against Mora that they're playing who Mora right now is you know situated as that third seed they're 22 and three overall so honestly there's a very good chance that that game on Friday night um, which Albany will host that game could very well determine if they get a two or three seed. Um, there's also a very good chance those two could meet again, you know, in, in a couple weeks and possibly a section semifinal or something. So um, that game is going to hold a lot of significance. This is such a strong section. Um, you know, the top four teams all have four losses or less this season. Um, nearly every team in the section has a winning record. Um, so it's going to be tough competition. Albany's also has a win over the top team in the section, Annandale, from earlier this year and Annandale's barely lost since, so there, there's a lot to go on here. Cathedral's also been on a nice run. I know they lost last night, but they're currently sitting at about the sixth seed, the 15-10 and 10 overall record, so um, a good path for them, too. Yeah, definitely, and I think it'll be kind of interesting to see kind of where teams lie for that, because like you said, a very tough section for 6AA, um, but one of the other sections that's loaded with local teams is um, Section 8 AAA. Um, you have Tech, Sock Rapids, uh, Ricori and Apollo all in that section and it looks like I mean honestly three out of those four teams could be could be hosting a, a home game here um, to start off the the tournament it's an eight team um, tournament so you're going to have your one versus eight two versus seven so on and so forth compared to Albany and Cathedral where 
you're going to have some teams that are playing playing games. They're going to have some teams that are you know getting a buy because um, they got 16 teams over there. But um, Alexandria is looking like they could very well be locking up that number one seed just based on you know their record of 19 and five. Um, but also Tech just beat them pretty handedly <laughs> uh, these last couple days or a couple days ago. Um, but also Tech is kind of a little bit of a flex, uh, flex in the sense that you know they they beat Alexandria so strong, but then they also lost to Wilmer, who's you know almost last in in the section. I guess maybe just kind of talk about what you've seen from this section and kind of where you think these teams could end up um, being when when those seeds come out on Saturday. Yeah, you know Tech, they're up to they'll probably be the the number two seed in the section potentially. Um, Sock Rapids is also kind of going for that position right now, but yeah, like you mentioned, they beat Alexandria ninety to sixty-two on Tuesday, and then last night they lost to Brainerd sixty-four to sixty-two. Now Brainerd's a really good team up in four A too, so that's not a bad loss by any means. But yeah, Wilmer was one of the last teams, like you said, in you know in that section too, and they lost too. So it's been it's been very up and down um, this week, especially Tamron Ferguson, the sophomore guard for the Tigers, has been unbelievable. He had. 25 points, 8 steals, and 4 assists against Alexandria in that win, um, and came right back last night, finished with 27 points um, and 3 steals too. So he's been really taking charge, taking more of that scoring role in recent weeks where his brother Donald Ferguson was the one that was you know always getting 25, 30 points a game. Um, the fact that he can pick up that slack if that's not an available option or if they're you know putting more pressure on Donald, the defense is, um, it's nice to have that second option that can drop that many points. So that's been huge for them, and it's going to be a really interesting section tournament, like you said, just because, you know, you have Tech and Sock Rapids, like I mentioned, are two and three. You also have Ricori and Apollo, who are the four and five seeds currently, at least where they sit right now, um, that could face off again. And what I've noticed, it seems like a lot of these rescheduled events have all been scheduled for this week, you know, the postponed games, the canceled games, whatever. A lot of these teams are playing four games this week, um, you know, between Monday and Friday, which is crazy, and kind of the, the gearing up for sections. But And then, you know, even Ricori, who, you know, was fighting for that 4-5 seed, they just beat Sock Rapids by eight last night on the road. So it's it's very much anyone's section. Um, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun as we get into March here. For sure, yeah. And I know Tech has one more game left on their schedule against Sartell, who's now just made the bump up to – to class 4a this year um and in that particular section section 8 4a kind of an interesting look i mean you have buffalo that's i would say pretty much secured that number one seed pretty pretty much um but then the two seed is kind of up in the air you have four teams that are all within like a five point ranking um i guess you know sartell's currently sitting at that two seed but you have mamiji moorhead or sorry mamiji brainerd and elk river that are right behind them um, maybe just kind of talk about what you've seen so far from them and, you know, where could Sartell really be sitting um, on that Saturday? And, I mean, they could very well be a two-seed, but they could also be hitting the road and playing a team um, right away. No, yeah, that's that's precisely it. I mean, there's just a, such little separation between these all teams. And, you know, the teams behind them, they beat Bemidji once. That was only the second game of the year. They've lost to Brainerd both times. Um, that could end up hurting them depending on how – the final rankings come out for these section seeds. Um, and then, you know, further back, there's, you know, teams that they they haven't played. So, I mean, it it really is tough to predict how this is going to kind of turn out. Um, 
the biggest thing they can do to help themselves is beat Tech again, who's a very a very good team that they were able to beat earlier this year, a game we were both at. If they can do that, they're going to set themselves off better. If not, um, there's very well a chance they could slip because, you know, a team like Elk River, um, who's the fifth seed currently with how the section standing sit, they also play only 4A schools basically all year while Sartell in their conference. They play 3A schools, you know, there's 2A schools, um, and they could look at that, and that could hurt them too. So um, there's so many factors going into this. Um, you know, they've been, like we mentioned, Tech has pulled up some big ones and then lost some ones. You know, uh, Sartell, they were able to, you know, beat some good teams, like they beat Sock Rapids, and they got a good section win against Moorhead, but then they lost Brainerd, they lost Alex, and they kind of held on to beat Apollo in a tight one last night too. So, um, I, you know, it's beating Tech is, like I said, it's going to help a lot. But even with that, they could, you know, with how the rankings fall out, they, they could fall a couple spots too. So they need to be ready for basically any opponent that first round because it, it's so up in the air right now. Yeah, and regardless of section section placement or anything like that, a matchup between Sartell and Tech is always fun. So, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to be covering other things um, just because of the, you know, state tournaments and stuff like that. But definitely, if you're in the area and you can get going, um, that's at, is that at Sartell? Yes. Is, yeah, at yep. Sartell. So, I mean, 7-15 on, on Friday night, I would highly recommend going over there because that will be a really fun matchup just between, you know, Mason Lund and, and Donald Ferguson as well as Tamron and, you know, you have Evan on the Sartell side. So just plenty of matchups over there that you can you can have some fun with. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that kind of tells you how close some of these sections really are when it comes to boys' basketball. And, honestly, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to see kind of where people stand when it comes to Saturday. And um, we'll put out a story on Saturday to kind of let people know where, where the teams are at and where they're going to be heading out or where they're, whether they're going to be hosting, whatever it may be. Um, we'll make sure to kind of update readers on what's going on there um we'll also i'm gonna guess probably talk about it um next week in our podcast um because we really don't have any other sports to talk about no it's the end. it's gonna it's gonna fall you know it's gonna be kind of that's gonna be the main focus as as these other wrap up um a couple college new uh notes to hit on kind of before we we finish up the show today um st john's basketball they booked a trip to the d3 ncaa tournament by winning the conference title at home on sunday um 75 to 71 over number six seed McAllister who'd been kind of having a, a Cinderella run through the tournament that they were also beating St. John's in the second half but they got 41 points off the bench between three players and the game I was at on uh Friday night they only had four points off the bench so they had some bench players like Carson Scholler who's um a 6'9 sophomore he hit four threes um and they got just some really great production to to qualify for the tournament again um, this will be their fourth straight tournament they've qualified for, um, and that was their third straight time winning conference too. So really, you know, they've in the past they've had some really good teams, but they're really building a, re- a really good tradition in the last about five years too as well to be in the tournament every year. And um, they're going to be playing Calvin College in the first round. They're going to be playing that game on the UW-Platteville campus who's hosting the kind of regional, um, and they'd play the winner of Platteville and Marion um, the following day if they could win on that Friday. So... Um, the last time that they held a tournament, because they haven't been able to finish a tournament either of the last two years, um, in 2020, they won both their first games, made it to the Sweet 16 for the first time ever, and then didn't get to play because of COVID. So last year there was no tournament, so it's been a long time coming to get back to this stage and try to see if they can make a, a deep postseason run. So um, 
that's a fun one to keep track of for St. Cloud State women's basketball. They lost in the NSIC title game last night. Um, it was kind of a disappointing loss, 62-39, to 39, as they'd kind of rolled their way through the conference, ended a 12-game winning streak. But they're still um, – they have a very good chance, I would say almost a, a rock-solid chance to get picked as an at-large team to go to the D2 women's tournament. That selection isn't going to come until Sunday at 9 o'clock, so they have a very long time. They have to wait this week to find out where they're going to be playing, who they're going to be playing, and if they make it at all. But I, I see it as a very strong chance since they um, yesterday they were ranked number 11 in the country in the newest D2 poll. So should be pretty solid there, but just have to, to kind of play that waiting game this week. Um, a couple other events I'm, I'm eyeing for this week is tonight on Wednesday, I'm going to be going to St. John's Hockey. They're in the Mayak semifinals. Um, they're playing St. Olaf, who... Um, was one of the last seeds in the conference and pulled off an upset over the two seeds. So um, St. John's is the three seed, so they I don't think they're really expecting to be hosting this game, but now they get to, so that's nice to get another home game at um, Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. Um, so they're going to be playing that game tonight. I'll be there. Um, and then there's just a lot of other stuff going. There's indoor track and field championships coming up in a week or two. Um, there's wrestling championships. St. Cloud State's looking for another title there. Uh, men's hockey plays a really big series this week at Duluth to try to get home ice for the following week for their conference tournament. Um, just a ton of stuff going on. I have a lot of kind of briefs, different stories at sctimes.com you can check out. But it's it's very much that time of the year when you really don't, you know, if a team wins, you could be following for another couple weeks or it could end that night. So yeah. um, pretty exciting time. But, yeah, a lot going on in the college scene in the area right now. I kind of forgot about, like, all of the conference tournaments because, you know, Obviously, two years ago when COVID hit during that time, they literally canceled everything, which I didn't even think was possible. And then the following year, they kind of made it a little bit more of like a, you know, I, I, it wasn't really a real conference tournament in no, my No, you played games here and there, but yeah, you didn't have yeah. conference tournaments. You didn't yeah. have big meets or anything. Exactly. So, yeah, you so it's these, kind of fun because, mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at kind of all – and for me, obviously, going to Iowa State as, as a college, you know, that was a D1 school, but – you know, you kind of have, like, those, you know, the Big 12 ben- basketball tournaments coming up here and like, I think, next weekend. And then you have, you know, the Big 10 tournament going on. And then, you know, have all of these D3 schools that are, you know, like St. John's that's playing in the in the NCAA tournament. And it's just, it's kind of fun to get, have have that sense of, you know, March Madness once again. I mean, we're, ba- we're back in March. March Madness is a thing, and it's, and now it's becoming a real thing again, which is kind of nice to see it once again. So, um but yes, definitely fun to see everything going on, and you know, like like he was saying, if you want college updates, definitely follow Zach. He's going to be getting you a lot of uh, updates on whether it's briefs, stories, previews, um, whatever it may be. He'll he'll kind of have all of that going for you on sctimes.com as well as his Twitter handle, um, and then all of our social media stuff. And then you know, we'll also have high school stuff coming out for state wrestling that's happening, state swimming and or boys swimming and diving. We'll have the boys' basketball as well as girls' basketball section updates. Um, and then all of a sudden, I think here in the next couple of weeks, we'll be starting to talk about all metros, which is crazy to think about. So um, not yet, though. Don't, don't no, worry. Don't, don't stress. Don't stress, okay? Definitely not yet. And then <laughs> spring previews, and then we just we keep on rolling. But, um, but that's baseball then. then yeah, so, so that's you're, okay. then you're set. But um, – <laughs> Last thing I, I wanted to mention was that St. John's um, for indoor track too. They won the Mayak title, which was big because the 36 previous times it's ever been held were won by St. John's. So it's never been won by or by St. Thomas. My bad. So they've they've never 
no one else in the conference has ever won a conference title. Now with St. John's gone, that left whoever it was going to be was going to be a first-time winner, which is kind of fun. So St. John's was able to come out on top on that, win a couple events. A lot of runner-up finishes helped their point total. Um, and then for St. Ben's, they also, Fiona Smith, who I've written about a couple of times, talked on this podcast about a couple of times, um, she won conference titles in both long-distance events, 3,000 and 5,000. She broke a 35-year-old Mayak record in the 3,000, um, and she'll be competing at nationals in a couple of weeks, um, searching for that national title, which she also has a pretty good shot at um, competing for. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in all these different sports. You also have, you know, baseball, softball, tennis is all down, and I'm getting really jealous writing out these schedules, seeing they're all in Florida for, you know, a week, <laughs> a week and a half, playing all these games. Um, so all those sports are also underway. So, yeah. A lot of stuff going on, but we'll try to, you know, point you to what's the most important or what's kind of the, the key postseason things going on right now. So don't be surprised if you see Zach's Twitter feed all of a sudden being in Florida, you know, quote-unquote covering Gosh, the, I wish it was that easy. the college baseball tournament. Gosh, that would be nice. But <laughs> alas, no. But, um, yeah, beyond that, Brian, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? No, I think I think the only thing is, is you know, for me this week, we got I got nothing going on tonight, nothing going on tomorrow, kind of saving a lot of hours for Friday and Saturday. Going out to wrestling for state wrestling on Friday morning. Um, Friday night we'll be over at uh, the U of M for boys swimming and diving state. Um, and then on Saturday, it just kind of depends on how people do on Friday. So I'll either be at state wrestling or I'll be at state swimming. Um, just kind of depends on how Friday goes. And then the following week, I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing for Tuesday yet. Um, I'm guessing probably something with girls basketball, maybe boys basketball, depending on how things kind of line up. Um, and then, you know, we'll see how Cathedral does tonight for boys hockey, but that might be a place where I go for Wednesday next week if, if they do win tonight. Yeah, so a lot of unknowns still. We're, we're trying to put it together best we can. Um, the things we do know is that tonight I'll be St. John's hockey. Tomorrow I'll be Ricori Sock Rapids girls basketball for that um, game out in Cold Spring. And then uh, Friday, keeping tabs on St. John's basketball, um, how they do in that first-round game, and if they'd advance on Saturday, too. Um, and then section girls basketball, Albany hosting that first quarter. Well, not hosting, but um, being at St. John's for that first quarterfinal game um, on Saturday at 1 o'clock, too. And from then on, it'll just be a lot of TVD until we get back in the office um, next Tuesday and try to iron out <laughs> what our week's going to be. But um, glad that we could bring you another edition of the SC Time Sports Report podcast today as well being in studio is always very nice. I hope you can hear the difference in the audio quality too, um, and that can continue. So uh, once again, thank you for tuning in to the SC Time Sports Report podcast, and we will see you again next time.